Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, I just finished watching the movie. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, if we can do it at 10.30, that would be better. But I can do it at 10.00. No, eat your food, man. It's good. Yeah, no, eat, okay. eat whatever you got to eat. That that's cool. With uh, hold on, I got Kelby on on just my ears right now. So just self self crit- self critique yourself for lightness. <laughs> I rushed home from work. I probably am the only person ever rush home from work to watch United. <laughs> the, the last hour and a half of United went on, but that's yeah, yeah. Kel- Kelby Kelby said that when you come on, you're just gonna have to do a self critique. And then I say, oh my God. I'm, eating, I'm eating my anti-revolutionary cookies right now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no revolutionary cookies. Yeah, man, no worries. We're just me and Kelby just talk shit all day anyway. So we're just hanging out. So eat eat food, okay. eat food, be comfortable, whatever. But uh yeah, we'll we'll be around. Okay, okay. That all right, sounds dude. good. Yeah. No, there's plenty. There's a lot to talk about. I, mean, I just, you know, I watched it last night and tonight, so uh, just oh, yeah. refreshing. Oh yeah, lots of shit to talk about. Okay, cool, man. I'll see you soon. Okay, see you soon. All right, bye. <clears throat> I don't know how we're gonna have a revolution at this rate, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the revolution will be live streamed on Twitch. It'll be mostly an empty bedroom. What's up, guys? What y'all doing? Did you have a good bath, Bubba? Yeah. She might be. I can feed her. She's pacing. Yeah, she might be working up to acting out. All right, I'll take care of it. You guys good? You need anything? Yeah, I bought some formula at Target today. So there's a there's one on his uh oh you know what it's in his bag. I'll get that too. Hang on one second, Kelly. This is all going in the show, by the way. This is all the intro. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what we do now. United Red Army, this three hour anti anti commie propaganda biopic. We gotta have a show to represent so here's here's my self-critique of the agitator podcast i think just getting obsessed with this ai that became sentient you seen this shit lambda i thought uh lambda was the uh lovers uh i thought that was like the pedo group no that's the no (laughs) oh which one is that no because lambda is just the homosexual uh literary awards are called the lambda literary awards i'm thinking of nambla you're thinking of nambla lambda is you know you're conflating homosexuals with with pederasty no 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 no. it's (laughs) it's still uh it's still it's still pride month it's pride year on this pride year on this show that's right gay is okay oh well it's supposed to be a like a floating simulator or something 
but a floating simulator like in a tank or like a like a well, high fly thing it's like a um it's like it, it swallows you it's like this big anti-trampoline where you jump into it and then it like swallows you instead of letting you bounce what the fuck and, i've uh, never heard of this this is yeah. crazy so i just take rowan and like throw him in the middle of it <gasps> it's the duncan trussell family hour 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 <laughs> these are just pictures of animal crackers he just typed animal crackers into google's image <laughs> it's like i'm gonna get the anagrams <laughs> It did correct my uh, spelling. <clears throat> Said there's no L in there. <laughs> Anagram of Robin Williams is Robin's William. Billionaires. I think I have a shitty ass generator here. Billionaires. No, you got a better no. one than me. Mine is a. Uh, mine's like it's giving me a bunch of bullshit that doesn't really matter. Mislaboring. Biosimilars. Binomial swirl. Blind worms. Blind worms is fucking tight. It's a death metal band. Bismillah is a phrase. Bismillah. Bismillah. Jade, okay, I'm ready. You're all good? All right, cool. Fortified. Cool. Yep, sounds uh, good. Okay, yeah, so let me go over. Uh, on Zoom, right? You didn't do it last time you did it, I think, on um, Skype. So is it, is it visual too? Or no, 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 no camera, no camera. No, okay, you just, I, mean, I, no. I just wanted to make sure, that's all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, wear, wear clothes if you want to. It's, it's really up no, to you. I, I, And we're back. And we're back. Okay, this meeting is being... A, was that the CIA or the Japanese security forces listening in on this meeting? It's somebody. It, it it's was somebody. the... Uh, Remember, that, the, that, please, Japanese Japanese security... I'm eating an anti-revolutionary cookie, not a revolutionary yeah, no, no revolutionary cookies on this show. Okay. No, no revolutions here. <laughs> no. Lots of self-critique, but no revolutions. Yeah. Yep. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Agitator Podcast. My name is J. David Osborne. That is Kelby Losack. And today we have a very special guest on Mr. Scott Adlerberg to talk about the 2007 film United Red Army, uh, directed and produced by Koji Wakamatsu, who has a long and storied career in Pinku film. Absolutely. One of the great Pinku directors. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Scott, how are you doing this evening? How's it going, I'm, man? I'm good. I'm good. I came, I was um I watched, I've been watching a lot of films for something else. And so I basically was a little late getting to this uh film for the second. I mean, I saw it years ago. And I watched a bit of it this morning at like seven to eight thirty in the morning before work. I set my alarm. And then I came home. I probably am one of the very few people, if maybe the only person who rushed home from work, government job. Uh, this evening to um, watch United Red Army. And I thought I'd have to cook dinner for my <laughs> son. Turned out he was like, he's got something to do tonight. Thank goodness he's a teenager. 
He left the house, and I watched the last hour and a half of a harsh movie in peace. It was beautiful. Yeah, it really is a harsh movie. Um, <laughs> it is. Kel- yeah. Kelby, uh, how are you doing? You good? Yeah, doing pretty, doing pretty good on this front. Been just uh, just writing a lot lately. That's about it. It's good, man. I uh, I watched this movie last night, and uh, I was getting progressively drunker as I watched it. <laughs> and I was getting progressively angrier as I watched it. And I mm. thought to my, I had this thought: if when Gus becomes a teenager. Mm-hmm. And he's going through his rebellious teenage years and he mm. gets a Che Guevara poster and starts talking about communism and socialism. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm just going to say, sit down with me for, <laughs> for three hours and watch this movie. Right. And if by the end of this movie, you still want to be a communist, then be a then communist. I'll, I'll Go for tie it. you up to a pole. <laughs> <laughs> under the choke house. you to death with a towel yeah <laughs> because this me... movie to me is like one of the most scathing indictments of and i i get that you know that these are young people and that it's making a lot of commentaries about about things around uh you know the demographic and how how it all played out but to me it played as a 35 year old man who has a lot of time for marxism and communism it played as the most scathing indictment of that ideology that I could think of. So I wanted to start with that and see what you guys thought about that. Well, I know from my point, from my vantage point, I mean, obviously I'm the oldest person here. I'll be 60 mm-hmm. in a couple, in about a month. Um, and my parents were in the United States in a different era than even this movie is set in where, especially my mother, more than my father, but where my mother was a card-carrying communist for a while. She lost a job over it. The FBI busted her and kicked her out of her job. She lost her job. So that was basically my upbringing, New York, liberal, even communistic, socialistic sort of slant. Um, The thing, what I found fascinating about it is it's sort of like, let me just like backtrack a little bit. Like I'd Sure. You know, seen a couple of Koji Wakamutsu films. I think Go Go, Second Time Virgin, I saw, and Ecstasy of Angels. Two of his more famous films. They showed them here once at some Japanese festival. They're hard to see, but and they're Pinku films, but they definitely have a political edge. And I didn't. You know, they were very good. Then I saw this had come out, and I was like, wow. You know, I was reading up on this, the whole, the true story of it, and it played here. Finally, after a year or two, it opened up here, and I actually one of the Four or five times I've ever actually left work early. I like cut work and took like six, four, a half a day of annual leave to go see this movie because I figured that's the, I gotta grab it while it's there. Mm-hmm. And what it solidified for me is I, what I love about the film is it's very specific, as you're kind of saying, about socialism, communism. But I, it struck a chord with me in that it's all, it really is kind of universal in that it really could apply to any sort of, any ideology or even religion. I mean, in this sense, communism, it's been mentioned many times, it's kind of like, a, almost like a religion. It's a substitute for religion. Yeah. When human beings get completely overtaken by, I, I don't know, for lack of a better word, ideology, the sense of like purity and we have to purge. Yeah. In this case, it's very specific. It's based on a real story. 
but it could apply to any scenario where people re sort of act in this way. And I felt like when I watched it, I've always felt myself like, you know, sympathetic and, oh, if we could only have a re revolution of some kind. But I've always, as I've gotten older, especially, been like skeptical because they all seem to turn out like this. This is like the extreme. Cults, right? It's a, it's, cults. It's, a, it's, right. A, it's a cult movie, essentially. It's a cult movie, absolutely. I was thinking that as I was watching it today again. And it's like the extremely condensed version of things that happen over and over, maybe not that quickly and not that severely, over yeah. and over again on every level or everywhere. And that's why I think it's one of the reasons it's a great movie. It really captures that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Kelby, what is this movie about? Can you condense it? Can you condense a three-hour movie into, oh, I don't know, 30 seconds for us? <laughs> I, I think so. It's basically split up by the hour. So the first hour is a whole lot of 20-something, uh, young 20-something-year-olds getting together outside of colleges and uh, joining either the Red Army faction, uh, which is kind of this they're more on like the Maoist Marxist tip um, or this other really long winded uh, anti-security treaty joint struggle group. They become, it starts off something to do with uh, education and whatever. It's the, it's a bunch of kids getting gathered, swept up into these uh, political revolutionary militant factions and then um all with the intent to bring like uh communism to japan through revolutionary struggle in right. 1968 i think that's important to make because it's yes, kind of a yes. worldwide phenomenon that's going this is the japanese variant of it basically mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i mean that's mm -hmm. that's really key i think yeah these kids are listening to the beatles and dreaming of a of a red state um the second part of the movie takes place in these like mountainous regions where the factions now united under the united red army uh, join together into a group to start training with stolen guns uh there's a lot a whole lot of self-critique inflicted on members of the group the rules of which are very murky uh what's expected of their their criticism it gets to the point of where wearing makeup makes you anti-revolutionary um having a, an opinion makes you anti-revolutionary it's a bunch of kids being uh dumb and not understanding what it was that they they got into this shit to begin with um and it ends with a nine-day siege uh and hostage situation that in, in one of these uh mountain hideouts where it was a real life televised police standoff there's only one way into this mountain house where they had five members of the united red army and a hostage on the inside firing back and forth with police for nine days 
until <coughs> they were all arrested, right? Like none of them. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were all taken alive. Yeah, no, I um, uh, I have a few few quick comments as uh, as you put it, which was uh really good. It is three acts. It starts off with the documentary style talking about student riots and and basically setting the scene for this, you know, uh, in a worldwide context, this kind of sweeping of of communistic thought throughout the world and how that specifically affected Japan with all its very particular social mores and caste system and things like that. The second act of the movie is the most interesting to me because it's where uh, Mori and Nagata, these two figureheads, right? One of whom actually deserted uh, a raid and avoided being arrested by being a coward. Uh, assume this sort of leadership role. They got these great actors to play them too. And oh. they both kind of look like rats, you know? Yeah. They, they, yeah, yeah. they had this awful look, look to they them. Awful. You, you can't imagine two more humorless people ever. Than those yeah, people. right, right, right. Who basically have, have, you know, gathered essentially their acolytes together in this mountain cabin to train them for violent revolutionary warfare all out war uh, they keep saying. all out war exactly right and what ends up happening is that they begin to hold these public sessions of self-critique as kelby mentioned right and the this is where the movie became a real endurance test for me right and i like it i like it when movies are endurance tests for me because it was so hard to watch these two characters who are are not of like Mori and Nagata end up linking up, like hooking up sexually uh, and leaving <laughs> leaving their respective spouses for each other. Uh, they're very clearly not, you know, uh, absent of sin and you know whatever else, but they're imposing this moral uh, regimen on their followers that leads to uh to murder right like 12 12 people got killed doing this so uh the 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 siege part for me is probably the least interesting aspect it's the most interesting aspect of the film visually i think it's pulled off in a very cool kind of uh diy way a lot of handheld camera right a lot of a lot of handheld camera a lot of uh I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting when they got their parents to come out and try to talk to them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like talk them down off a ledge. That was... that shows a cultural thing that you would, you know, you could, you would never right. do something like that here. Yeah. Right, right. But it's it's that second segment oh, of the totally. film, totally. That to me is really the standout. Well, I think you know there was a, a, a number of there have been a number of films in the last. I guess there was a, a bunch of them within about ten years or so. It took a while to get there, just like it took a while to get to Vietnam films, I guess, about terrorism in the 60s. You know, terrorism in the 60s, early 70s is different than terrorism now, where people are suicidal, you know, there's a murder, you know, I'm going to become a martyr aspect. But you had films like Bader Meinhof Syndrome, which is Germany. It's a great movie. That's a great great movie. movie. I I agree. It's a fantastic movie. 
there was Carlos about Carlos the Jackal. There's also there's, a great movie. Also yeah. a great movie. <laughs> right. These people, that's a fascinating period. And a lot of these characters are inter very interesting. And this was this was the Japanese strand, I guess, you know, and I knew more about, you know, a little bit more about Carlos for sure. And I remember him vaguely as a kid, you know, the, some of the things he did. And even Badr-Meinhof, probably because it's Western Europe. And what I, one thing I do love about this movie, I agree with you completely. The second part, in the, in, the, in the hut, the mountain hut, where they do the purification and the self-critique is harsh, tough, grueling, and the, you know, the, the most original, interesting part of the movie. But I love that they do that first part, which is kind of where there's this narrator, this kind of music unexpected, Jim O'Rourke doing this kind of low-key sort yeah, of rock right. soundtrack, which you wouldn't expect maybe with this kind of It's a great soundtrack. Oh, it's yeah, a great yeah, soundtrack. It works. Great. It works perfectly. And they really set the scene. So I would assume that he, the direct that he was thinking, everybody, I assume like the, the standoff at the end of the mountain is a standard of Japanese history at this point, whatever. You know, I guess if you're really young, you might not know. Maybe they learned it in school. But I, I would bet like, if, you know, if you're born well after that period, nobody even in Japan, let alone anywhere else, would know the ins and outs of how all of this developed. And the fact that he sort of analytically lays it out in that beginning is really effective. And you're like, what kind of a movie is this? <laughs> is this going to be a documentary? Because yeah. right. <laughs> they mix it with some sort of like with the actors sort of reenacting mixed in with the documentary footage. And there's a narrator sort of tying it all together. It's the most it, enjoyable part of the movie. It's honestly. the most enjoyable because it's easy. And it's like a history lesson. I yeah. guess. I assume for some I was Japanese, having the most fun until they went me, to that cabin. Oh, me too. I, <laughs> absolutely. It's fun. It's interesting. I assume a lot of Japanese people of a certain age wouldn't know it much. And we don't know it. I mean, I, I didn't know anything about know it. Shit. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah exactly. So it was fascinating. Then it just sort of seeks into this part of the mountain. And you're like, what the fuck? And it really becomes, you don't see many movies like that. And it's really right. Then the last part is exciting and it's like it becomes almost like an action movie. It's beautifully directed, everything you just said. Um, but, you know, I mean, all you got to do is go to Wikipedia. You know how it's going to end. You know, it doesn't take much. To, right. It's right. very well done. But that second part, I can't think of many movies or any where I've seen exactly that kind of thing. And I where it's, 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 it's framed, right? It's, it's almost like a frame that's hanging around the movie. Because right, you you right. start off with the documentary angle, and then you have that second act, and then the third act is this more action oriented uh, movie. It's a movie, right? It's At that like, point, that's the most movie movie ish part, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. But he he framed that second act though. That's oh, what's yeah. dangling in the middle, and that's what you really have to you have to reckon with it. You have to deal right. with it. You know, you that's 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 the most killer critique, I think. I think oh, the the most cinematic moment in the movie though might actually be the like it's like five minutes that it lingers on the the chick with the makeup who they're always telling like why are you worrying about your makeup up here blah oh, blah, blah. I thought that was the most I thought that was the most difficult part of the movie to watch like on second viewing I was like oh boy here it comes it's really hard to watch that part because you like her you really yeah. you, know, you really do actually. And she's supposed to punch. And she has to punch herself. I mean, you know, that is, I agree. I think that was like the most intense part of the movie, where 
you know, you're basically like someone joins the revolution with good intentions. All right, you know, she's not a Spartan. Do you have to be a Spartan? That doesn't mean her beliefs are wrong. And she has to do what she's, they, they make her do, you know. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that part was definite. That's, I mean, that's kind of the, the, that's the scene. Right. That the, the whole rest of the movie revolves around because right. you, you follow her as though she's the main character. Right. You, you get a significant amount of backstory about her. You know, she's the only, for a while there, there are faces and names coming at you. And I made a pact with myself once this movie started. Once I got to about the, the fifth or sixth name, I, <laughs> I said to no, myself, like, I'm, I'm just not going to remember this. As a Western it's, audience, it's, it's hard. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard. It's, 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 it's fun. The actors with their faces. I mean, but that could just be a Western thing. I mean, I was, oh, totally. I mean, like, I you know, if, if, audience, you know, yeah, the, right. If this had been a, a Western film and the names were, you know, Kelby Losack, Scott Adlerberg, and James Osborne, <laughs> right, right, right. I would That's... have probably been like, okay, I got it. Right. No. But and, and I was <laughs> if it's like saying, Shinji right? Shinjuku yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then right. uh, Shin Shimamura, I'm like, nah, yeah, I don't no, know. No, no, I agree. That's like reading a Russian novel and Tolstoy, you know, Olga right. Olga Vanovich and Olga Olga Vinovich. And like, I don't know, whatever. I just, I'm basic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the, the fact that she, this woman who we follow, she's, um, she, and he does such a good job, the director, of showing her in her more I- idyllic, idealistic days with this very pretty friend of hers, where they kind of, when all this turmoil is happening mm. on college campuses, they go out and join the protests and they're linking arms and they're singing and they're dancing. And it all has this kind of feel of, you know, this is the the beauty of the revolutionary anti-capitalist spirit, spirit right. Right? right? And her friend ends up leaving, ends up going to Palestine, I think, if Lebanon, I remember correctly. Lebanon, yeah. Lebanon, okay. Right, yeah. Um, but she stays, she stays, and she stays with the group, and you kind of see her join this, and this, you know, this good-looking woman joins the group and she immediately becomes the target of some i don't know maybe not so attractive women but it's it's couched in revolutionary talk right Mm. why are you wearing makeup like why does that matter why do you uh you know somebody said you had pretty eyes like what how does this affect the the all-out war that we're going to wage and it culminates yeah in the scene of her doing self-critique and then being made to hit herself until she's all you know swollen up punch herself in the face they say like you know punch those pouty lips you know smash that you know whatever uh superior arrogant nose something along those lines those leering eyes right and and the, the way he filmed that scene where you see you see her punching herself, but you don't see her face when she's doing that. They film that like from behind, and then they just show the reactions of the people in the room watching her. Yeah, you don't you don't see her face until she looks in the mirror. So until you're right there with her. Right, you're right there exactly. with her. Exactly. And that um, is a very disturbing moment when you see how fucked up she looks. Yeah, no, exactly. And but isn't it interesting too? Because like a woman punching herself in the hands of another director, like that could be an erotic scene. And it's interesting that a Pinku director 
completely stripped that of any sexuality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Right, no. Like, if you see, like, a couple of, I remember those, I mean, it's a long time ago, and I was reading up on them again to try to jolt my memory, but the Pinku films of his that I did see, they, may, they have a lot of political stuff. One of them is loo, very ecstasy of angels, very loosely based on part of, like, what happened with this group. It's about a group that sort of raids an American base for weapons, this revolutionary group. Um, but it's done in a totally different way. <clears throat> and, and he, you know, Pinkle film. So he mixes the political with a lot of eroticism. Go, go, virgin, whatever it's called. Seconds I have, must have, has so many rapes in it, I forgot, you know, mm -hmm. how many there are. <laughs> ultimately, the rapist to punish, but, you know, it's, it straddles that line like a lot of exploitation films. Political yeah. message, a lot of rapes. Lot of eroticism, you know, all that stuff. In this film, he really got he, it's not a there's nothing pinku, <laughs> there's pinko, but not pinku about this film. I mean, he really stripped all that away. But getting back to what you were saying, what I found, what I also thought was great about this film, I can't think of another film or fan that gets at this as well, you know, in film. And I've always, I mean, I've always thought this, and it's another, you know, sort of warning sign about you know political fanaticism is it really captures without without didactic it just shows the behavior of how through this the, the uh, excuse if you want to put it of politics of ideology people's psychosexual neuroses and um fatism comes out like the one I, yeah i i read you know if you do a little research on the main woman who was in the group the one who was really like, uh, you just have to just Google her on Wikipedia, just go to Wikipedia. She, it says even in Wikipedia, you know, she was not good looking. She's probably right. actually, the actress who was not pretty was probably better looking than the real life person, actually. Yeah, right, um, exactly. She, she had a thyroid condition. I mean, she, so she really, she had a physical. She's a big girl, yeah. She's a bigger, and they say like, you know, it's, it's well documented it, that she was particularly harsh on the female members of the group so there's clearly a resentment going on i mean that that's clear you know mm. she she really resents the I'm, I'm thinking about all the neurosis that i see on twitter <laughs> from from people who uh, claim to be you know revolutionary socialists or communists right and some of some of the most vicious vitriol comes from uh, bigger girls not not that not that hot right it's it's it well right, this, no, I, this is all something we can talk about later right but like but i i think just well, I, we yeah. can put a pin in it but i just i think this movie really does point out I, I think i think i would i would say like this movie points out beautifully the mm -hmm. so like you don't know it's never stated you, you're left to make your own conclusion like the guy who deserted is he oh the most blatant the most obvious um you know uh sort of Inquiry. Subject for critique. Is, is he overcompensating for the time that he deserted? Because he's, he, he, you know, it's like, well, I just punched myself in the face. Well, you can't punch yourself in the face. You have to poke out your eye. You know, no matter what right, you right, do, right. it's not good right. enough for him. Is right. he overcompensating for the time that he deserted? Yeah. And I didn't get that from him at all, but I got, I got from uh, him that he was just a scumbag slime. Well, he is that too. I, he's <laughs> <about> that. <laughs> I think you looked into it more deep. You might, you, you're probably right, but you looked into it more deeply than me. I just saw him as this worm character, was, you know? Couldn't argue with that. He is a worm. I, 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 I kind of 
saw it from a mix of those perspectives because I thought the overcompensation was probably coming from his defense of being like, you know, I, I was this deserter. No, no, no. I'm the guy who goes, I'm, I'm the guy who's all about it. I'm the guy telling you to gouge your eye out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm ready for all out war. Right. I'm right. about that life, bro. I'm about that life. That's what he's like. And it's like, what the hell is your problem? He's there with true believers. I mean, this was so un- like one of the characters. You ran away, like, dude. So you ran away. You ran away. And it's like, this is so unnecessary. You know, uh, at one point when the pretty, the one who punches herself in the face says like, you know, you have to give up your ring. And she's like, that's an important ring. My mother gave it to me. You can be a revolutionary and also perhaps like treasure a ring your mother gave to you. The two are not mutually exclusive. Right. Right. You know, right. I mean, right. Um, yeah. This 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 movie is a very it's a very good critique of a very specific kind of idea of communism, I would say, which is no, I, that, you know, right. you, you can't you can't. Uh, this is a movie where people give up their humanity. Right. That's the real problem. Right. That's it's not problem. necessarily a problem with Marx or um, or with the idea that I don't know to take it to the socialistic end, like that people should have health care or maybe everybody should be a little bit more equal. It's not a, it's not a indictment of those ideas. It's, it's an indictment of the, 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 the wholesale uh, cultish uh, veneration of, of, of rules, right. Of, right. of, of ideology basically, right. which, which, it, it the, the movie makes such an explicit point to give us all the characters' names and their ages. And these are all early 20s people. Right. And there's something about that age, right? Where you right. just, you're looking for something. Right. And I think that this movie would not have worked if, like, I would have found it hard to believe that you know, 56 year olds were doing oh, this to each other. <laughs> you know what I no, mean? I agree. No, of course. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be something really sad in a di- totally different way. <laughs> you saw a bunch of 56 year olds. Yeah. It would be pathetic. I mean, he's beating people- each other in the face, but they're all yeah. in their er- early 20. Like the, early the 20s. oldest oldest person who dies, I think, is 28. I know. In no, this no, movie. No. And they make a point of that. No, no, he yeah. does that. I mean, I, the only thing. The, the pregnant only- lady was 28. She was like 28, right? And eight yeah. months, eight months pregnant, eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. The only thing I, the, I would like add to it is brutal. Yeah, I mean, it's horrible. The only thing I would add to what you're saying is it, I, I think it's what I do think is great about the movie is it's specific to showing a, a specific time, a place, and it's clearly, you know, about, you know, that communistic strain. You could look at the fanaticism that was in Cambodia with the Khmer Rouge. You know, in different countries, Ethiopia had the derg. They kill people left and right. But I think if you re- if you pull back a little bit, it's just an indictment of human beings when they get caught up in any ideology. This one is specific, but beyond that, across time, there are people who yeah. you know you could look at different ideologies or religion even if you really you know this is pol- politi- politics here is like a substitute for religion. It really is. Can you can you clear. can you can you articulate what they were trying to do with these acts? Well, that's because the like what, so what, one of the one of the one of the <laughs> biggest cognitive dissonance moments watching this movie was I was just like, what are you gonna 
do with 12 people i know like and you're I'm, I'm, you don't have many people and you're, you're killing, killing and you're you're, ki- you're killing your own people like yeah you have 24 people you kill 12 of them like what all what all out war are you gonna like this I is know. something that could only make sense to people with very limited worldviews it's really a heaven's gate kind of scenario and the all-out war is like drinking the kool-aid yeah yeah it's it's, yeah you're right it's It's, it's a a cult it's a cult yeah Yeah. it's this is one of the best cult movies i've ever seen (laughs) because you feel like you're in the fucking cult and you're sitting there and and you want to stand up and say something but you there's this ambient feeling of fear Right. right. Like if right. I say something, totally. I'm next. So <laughs> I, I, I don't think girl, I've ever seen a film that was like, I've seen a lot of really good cult movies, uh, but this one actually, um, I think accentuated the, the, the banality of the whole yeah, thing. That's right? how I, I agree with you. I thought it was, it works as a political movie, but it works as a cult movie. Like, Sort of what you were saying. The first, I mean, the first time I saw, I mean, I guess if you guys saw it for the first, I was kind of like just, you know, mesmerized, especially the second part, kind of sitting there mesmerized, third. You know, it's a tough, it's a, it's great, but it's a it's, tough. Yeah, movie. it's rough. Yeah, it's rough, right? Exactly. When I watched it again now, just the other, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was laughing like this. It's not comical, but the absurdity of what they're trying to do came across to me more on second viewing. Now that I'm a little more detached, yeah. you know, from yeah. the immediacy yeah. of the experience. And I think you're absolutely right. It's sort of like, what are they fucking doing? It's like they have Yeah, like what's what the goal they, here? What like, what's trying? the end goal? What's the, we're gonna do work. Or even at the when they come, the five people who are left to, you know, the they uh, who, who attack who sort of take over the lodge at the very end of the movie. The Winter Lodge is what we should call it. There's one woman there when they mm-hmm. attack, when they sort of take over this lodge, there's one, you know, 35 ish, 40 year old woman who's there. Her husband is out walking the dog, literally, when they take it over. Mm-hmm. And the guests are all out. So she's alone in the lodge. She opens the door, she is glass breaking because they break the glass to get in. She comes downstairs curious and they say, we're revolutionary. It's five people, we're five guys. We're a revolutionary yeah. army. What are you talking about? Like, imagine, imagine you see that. Back. Like, you, you, you uh, the only thing I'm thinking at that point is like, I'm going to fucking die. I'm going <laughs> to die. Five, I, I don't care if you're a revolutionary army or five crackheads. I mean, what difference does it make to me? What difference? Exactly. What, like, <laughs> if, there were, if there were five guys who were devoted to a cult that specifically wanted to initiate the return of cthulhu to the earth right and they and they like the fact that it's couched in this ideology that has real ideological merit and that you know entire countries have 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 adopted right Right. i mean like look at china um uh which as a side note the 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 documentary um why is his name escaping me all of a sudden uh which one the the uh the documentary uh with the kylie minogue title um uh oh, i don't know adam adam curtis adam curtis the adam curtis oh yeah the, the, the most recent one you mean yeah can't get you out of my head, head or yeah 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 that's yeah. it the his bits about Maoist China, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and you, yeah. you see all these kids, right? These kids who are gripped by this fervor, right? But if you substitute Mao's little red book for the Necronomicon, 
right? And, and, and these people have just found something in the Necronomicon that is so enticing and so appealing. And if only we all followed the Necronomicon, we would, we would be in a world that was more equal. I know. Like, and those, those people broke into your lodge while you were sweeping the floor, while your husband was out walking the dog. Going about it. You'd be like, Right, they're gonna cut my fucking heart out. I'm gonna right. die. Right. <laughs> like, I, she's like the hero. Uh, there's no hero in the movie, but you're sort of like if she, if she's she us, right? This, she's us. If she survives this, at least I'll come away from this movie feeling not too bad about about life. Right, right, right. She does. I mean, no, they were. No, I, I know, I know. It's like they give her this whole spiel, and you just said it. You know, whole countries have gone by this. What does she care? She woke up. She's sweeping the floor, like you said. Her husband happened to walk the dog. The guests are out. They'll be home around six. That's what she said. And these five fucking, you know, they could be necromancon, you know, H.P. Lovecraft acolytes. They could be crackheads, meth heads. No, they happen to be, they call themselves a revolutionary army. My life is now fucked. That's, that's what it comes down to. Right. And they may slip my throat, you know. Um, you know what I liked about it though too was that there was no judgment in the movie in sense of it didn't exactly it didn't elevate the, the powers that be or the authorities or the police either. That's what was another thing that was interesting about it. Right. Because you're also thinking like, what is it that has them so ready to go to war against this other thing? Like I'm not <laughs> rooting for the cops because what is it that is so worth doing going up (laughs) to the hills to train for this 12 person cult militia right i mean because no i like at the very and then that last stretch when they're in the lodge they do make it very clear they like they talk to the lodge owner the woman we're talking about we are not going to hurt you and they say we just want you to be neutral don't don't the cops are about when they. Oh, that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when the so cops great. are going to make their final attack. Just be like, neutral. Just be neutral. Don't you don't have to um, support us, but don't support the cops. And you never really like. You can't really like. Obviously, you can't really. It's not a matter of like or dislike. That's one thing I like about the movie. You watch it like very analytically from a distance, and he made it kind of made that clear. Mm-hmm. But they never like a lot of things they say in that last part. Even after all the crap, you've seen them do horrible things. They, their analyses of the police state are not wrong, exactly. That's no. another thing I love about this movie. You know, they're not wrong about what they say. Well, they're just sending our parents and they want to do this to try to make it look good to the public. That's probably true. Yeah. Right? No, you're right there with them. Like they're they're 100% correct. They're using that as emotional manipulation to get them mm. to, to give up. And you're also right that this movie doesn't uh, nestle- basically their worldview is confirmed by the resistance that they're met with, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is cops and uh, normal people who are not, you know. I guess in a weird way, you could look at this movie and say that you know these people are right, but they just like everybody else isn't getting on board with what they're doing, right? I I I, I could see that as an interpretation but um well, but yeah I, I, I could see the interpretation being i get this from a lot of i mean i guess you'd have to probably come from from a certain slant 
a lot of these movies like about the 60s, even Lighter Mana, their analysis of society is right. right. Or is very much, is not, is, has a lot of parts that are absolutely correct when they analyze society. How they choose to act on that is completely fucked up. <laughs> that, right. you know, yeah, it's totally, that, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, right. right. Which, which brings me to a question about this movie, um, the whole cult aspect. Is there something inherent in communism or Marxism that would lead a group of people to do something like this? Like would a group of say capital, like let's just imagine a fantasy world where this was all reversed. Would a group of capitalists be doing this? Right, people who are fighting for a capitalist regime, would they, it would kind of go against their ideology, right? Like the thing that's built into capitalism is kind of a survival of the fittest, best idea wins. So I don't know. When you get 12, 20 something year olds full of jealousy, rage, sex drive, in a room together, no matter the ideology, they're going to start punching each other in the face. But I can't, I can't, I can't get rid of the, this idea that I have in my head that there's something maybe not uniquely communistic about this, because as we've covered, this is a cult movie and these are young people who got wrapped up in an ideology and they're taking it to this extreme and you could have, you know, a hundred counterexamples of you know marxist groups that didn't do things like this but there's i don't know what they did feels uniquely communistic to me well i i think that's a good i think that's a very good question i think that i don't think this is an original thought at all but i think a lot of people have looked at you know marxism you know basically you know the cliche Lenin and so on, God is dead. And they replaced God with the state or with revolutionary fervor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I do yeah. think capitalism has its own neuroses. You know, that's a, that would be, an, we'll do another poll. You should see a capitalistic movie. Don't we'll do tell a, me. I live right, in that's, that's a <laughs> yeah. whole other story. But I think it manifests differently with capitalism. And I have to think in terms of film, I have to think about that. But I think I think it manifests differently. But I do think like what you're getting at in terms of communism specifically um, replaced God, religion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not religious. You know, we've talked a zillion times. I am an atheist, stone cold atheist. But communism mm-hmm. did replace God with the state and essentially started commit in many, in many instances, committed the same atrocities that religion, organized religion always did, you know in Russia, in the Soviet Union, in Cambodia would probably be the worst possible example, a camera. Yeah. And um, in that sense, I think you, you're on to something because they're, they're looking for a kind of pure, like, and they say this in the movie, a purity, we have to get rid mm-hmm. of the toxins, all of these metaphors, which if you substitute that for Catholicism in the 1600s or something, it's exactly mm-hmm. the same language. Right. Yeah, you know, it is. We'll it burn is. those people at the stake. Instead, they're going to punch them. You have to self-critique. The language mm-hmm. is different, but it's the same psychology. It's a virtually the same psychology. And right, I, because I, I think that the flip, the, 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 the capitalist version of this, right, would be a film like American Psycho, 
or something like that, mm-hmm. which is very particularly about an individual, a, a person right. who That's is, is just right. is just a, cr- a creature of this system that is completely individualistic and, uh, you know, well, just completely controlled by the id, right? Like just right. whatever he wants, he does, right? You'd see a movie like that. Or, you know, you can see like late capitalism movies like Requiem for a Dream, but all of those hinge on that individualist element. And I think that communism, communism, I think personally, isn't a bad idea. (laughs) Socialism, I would say. Socialism. I I, I would I'd qualify that with socialism. socialism I, I, right. I don't think socialism is a bad idea. I don't either. They, yeah. I, I think it's maybe one of the better ideas that we have, but I would be remiss in like my, my, you know, my, my intellectual faculties. If I didn't come to terms with the idea that it, it, it's also very susceptible oh, yeah. to these cultish well, impulses. I think, the only thing I would add to that, I think that one of the differences might be this. It almost, in, in not almost, in every single case with communism, and let's like sticking to this movie in Japan, you have a capitalistic state post World War II, close with the United States, made a treaty with the United States. The United States military is in Japan. Vietnam's going on. The communists are always the outsiders, which is not the Catholic Church in the 1600s. So that's a difference. But anyway, right, right. they're the outsiders. So the difference between and Russia, too. I mean, they, it was a, the, the czar, the, the communists overthrew them. They're always the outsiders fomenting revolution or rebellion. It works. It doesn't work. You know, whatever. Whereas with capitalists, it wouldn't be quite the same because they already are in control. Like Dick Cheney doesn't have to start a cult. He can do his right. bullshit through, you know, blah, blah. I don't oh, know. I disagree. I think Dick Cheney did have a cult. <laughs> well, no, okay. I mean, but you know what I'm saying? It's not an outside, it's not an outsider cult, though. Sure. No, yeah, no, it's not, it's not outside. He's, he's on the inside. They think they're outsiders. They think they're outsiders. Right. But it's a difference in perce- matter of perception, perhaps. And I'm just using him as an example. But um when when capitalists work their you know their terrible mischief, which mischiefs a very polite word to use, they don't have to go up into the hills, you know, twenty four right. people, twenty four misfits, and do blah 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 because they already have control. Yeah, because it's the sexiest ideology, right? It's the it's sexiest, the, and because capitalism rules the world. Like if you, it's say, it's the ideology of Satan. Right, like you can be richer beyond your wildest well, dreams. Right. You ever, you ever, That's you ever thought about though. two girls sucking your dick at the same time? You can have that. You can I, have I would, that. I would say, that, I would say the thing about communism that is kind of similar, not to capitalism, to where you see the strain from from religion or I don't know, it could be Catholic. Is there's a very, um, and it's in some capitalism, but it's a strain. Is there's a very puritanical strain, you know what I mean? You don't. In, I don't know in capitalism or communism? communism in, with in communism. Has oh, everyone, in communism. Okay. Yeah. Has anyone right. ever equated communism with sexiness? Seriously, I mean, no, never. They all they all wear these fucking drab uniforms. Right. All, the, all the girls look kind of. <laughs> right. They, the girls are kind of ugly, and then you, you go to capitalism and you see 
you know, some bimbos on uh, in Malibu or something. No, no, right. Or even like, if, okay, even if yeah. you know, they have, there are good looking women everywhere. If you're in Maoist China, you could be good looking a bit. You have to wear a very drab uniform that's going to immediately neutralize sexuality. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, that makes you look like a fucking yeah. busted up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a strain it. where it carries over, in my opinion, where one of the big. That's why I lost. I think, I think you might have actually nailed why capitalism won over communism is that communist if communism got sexy like really sexy <laughs> like if, if they were just like hey let's all go do coke look at these like big boobs it's big very butt, big right? dicks like let's all just like fuck and then we'll we'll get like a, a kind of cool communistic thing going on communism might have won because it, it's- on, on its surface without any sex involved it's very, very, it's very, very, it's, it's the better idea, right? It's, like it's, it's, it's the, better the better idea. Badly packaged. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Ca- meanwhile, capitalism is like, you want to snort ketamine? Terrible <laughs> idea. Well packaged. That's the difference. <laughs> you guys want to watch a, watch two girls go ass to ass I on know. a dildo while we're high yeah. on fentanyl? Well, like, let's, let's go. 99 on your credit card. You got it, dude. And you're in farther down on your credit card, but that's part of the game. That's you're it. never getting out of it, but it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Look you how beautiful everything is. Don't worry about it. You can have death. fun. Yeah, if communism added an element of fun, they would have won. Yeah, they, they, won. they are very funless. They are very, very, that's true. In, the, yeah. in all serious, that's part of the problem. That has always been part of the problem. No, I'm dead serious. No, I, I yeah, I serious, 100%. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. Like, I, I really do think that the aesthetics of communism are not, they're, they're not, not hot. Like, on the surface, I could kind of see it if you're... Hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Does Rowan have an opinion on communism? Yeah, he's trying to. How do, how do you make communism sexy, Rowan? He stopped. He was thinking about it. He was thinking about it, too. He was like, mm. he's the only one who will probably come up with a possible real answer because we've all right, like, had our right. minds already too inundated with this stuff. Right. right. And, but an app, but like, like if you get rid of uh you know the more puritanical judgmental school marmish aspects of communism you have a winner you have a winner on you your hands if you can you, just you can have a winner. you can just excise that from your because you like we of- see it today on twitter right like all these people who have the objectively correct idea about certain things right like don't be racist don't be homophobic like but then they keep they keep going and they're you know now you can't tell jokes and you can't like no, right. it's the aesthetically Puritan, very very puritan and very puritanical aspect is a real problem and, and I, I really i genuinely feel in my heart that not being racist or not being homophobic or not being sexist is something that literally most of the population could get on board with if it was in a vehicle that was more fun, more, more. Well, I, I would say no, you know, I'm more forgiving of you, more forgiving yeah. human drive. People don't like, you know? people don't like witch trials. The only no, no, people right, who like right. witch trials are the people who are doing them. Right. No, it. more in tune with, more in tune with human drives. And I think probably like the great, the big irony of socialism, commun- or say, let's say communism as it's been practiced is that 
even though it ascribes to atheism and spits on organized religion every chance it gets, which, which I, I have no problem with, it basically took over a lot of the exact same in, you know, in principle, in, in, in practice, it took over a lot of the same things that let's say the church did in the 60s, inquisition. The impulses, right? What, the, yeah, impulses, the impulses, right, impulses, yeah. that's the word, yeah. It took yeah, over the yeah. same impulses. And yeah, people- And our impulses should be to like, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 real fast. As people, then you have the people opportunistically can take advantage of that. Stalin with his show trials, what's so different than, you know, Pope whatever in the 1600s getting burnings. rid of his arch enemy. Which, it's the same, same principle in, and that's the irony of Kant. They took over the worst aspects of what they said they despised. They really did. Right. And that's and that's what I think that there there's another level to political discussion that is outside of the economic and social day-to-day life of your constituency, which is one of uh, Puritan uh, Puritanism versus non-Puritanism, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that this is where a lot of people get really confused in their political arguments because they'll say, okay, so I'm a, let's say I'm a, I'm a right-wing person. Okay. Let's say, I think that I'm a, I'm a capitalist. I feel like there should be, you know, uh, strong aesthetic, uh, uh, you know, uh, pro-American, whatever, like all that's fine. Right. Uh, like all that, like you, like putting forth your ideology is great, but then you say, but also I don't want there to be any titties involved, mm-hmm. and also I don't want there to be. But then, okay, so let's flip it over, right? So now you're a, you're a communist. You're wearing a Che Guevara shirt. Mm-hmm. You have the hammer and sickle flag on your on your wall, whatever, and you say, okay, economically, I want people to be equal. I want people to be able to receive health care. I want the government to uh, enact policies that are largely anti-homophobic, anti-racist. Okay, I'm with you. But also, we got to stop it with the titties, man. We got to stop, you know, right. like no, right, you, right. You, you lose people, right? So then you get people who are on, there's like a literal four-tier grid and the, the x-axis is your economic ideas, and the y-axis is your aesthetic ideas, and people get all fucked up because those things are so mixed up. Right. And it's like, but we're, we're on the same x-axis, dude. Right. No, well, <laughs> you see I mean, what I mean? Well, it's, I, basically, you know, no, I agree. I mean, a lot of, you know, like in, in the Soviet Union, for example, you know, or, or Cuba, I mean, I, I will never, like, completely denigrate. I will never... You know, Fidel Castro, you know, he was a dictator. He did a lot of good things for Cuba, too. Let's, I, I, I do think that's true. He did a lot it's of harmful things for Cuba. But the thing is, with is, you know, you, ha- you have to... The thing with communism, I guess, as it's been practiced, it doesn't acknowledge... And this movie showed it well in an extreme... It was a very condensed, extreme version of it. It doesn't allow people to be loose to be, mm-hmm. you know, it's not always easy to balance wealth. You know, Lenin takes over Russia, is a huge imbalance of wealth. That's not an easy job. Some people will die. A lot of people will be killed, mm-hmm. will be mm-hmm. executed. I mean, that's not pretty, but okay, if you really want to do that and you're going to make 
when you know five percent of the people have all the wealth, some of those people are going to have to go, and they're yeah. going to lose their land. Yeah. Blah blah. Okay, fine. But once the, there's some corrections made, you can't keep your foot on people's throats. That's not human. It doesn't jive with human nature. Let's put it to me. That's my opinion. Yeah. No, I think you're. That's right. basically yeah. what it comes down to. You know, it doesn't Do you think- jive with human nature, and. Do you think that that's one of the reasons why uh, Wakamatsu made this movie so chaste as a Pinku director? Right? I think maybe that's a good yeah maybe. I mean, I, it's, it's I, such a chaste movie. You, you see one, you see you see one shot. You see one shot of Mori and uh, what's his name Nakamatsu together and they're they're naked it's right. it's a very brief shot very right? and you don't that's, see any that's, that's, it's, i mean it's just no you don't you know see that any, they were invented no, that's about yeah it. right no boobs no dick no, boobs, no, nothing. no ass right uh yeah um i wonder if that chasteness wasn't a deliberate I think creative decision it has to be. right i mean he wanted it's, to it's a sexless movie it's a it's a very sexless movie yeah and coming from a pink goo director, he had to make a conscious, I want to make a movie that focuses like a laser on these aspects. Yeah. You know, no one's going to get distracted seeing, I have a fanatical woman, polit- you know, communist, I'm not mm-hmm. going to show her ass for even a split second. And I, oh, she's not bad. She's got a nice ass. He's not going to, and he's right. I mean, that would totally. I have no idea from- what, I have no idea what her ass looks like. Right, the Maury, but, the the, right. the kind of I don't of think he wants you to for a reason. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. not the point. I mean, that's not the point. Right. Of, you know, which uh, is hard for a male director to do to make a three-hour movie where you never focus on the ass, never. <laughs> well, we made it a kind of brings to light some. Other, so it it, it, it brings to light a lot of other movies where, like you, you this movie in its sexlessness kind of makes you realize how sexed up movies are and you don't even you don't even realize it well i but i, I but i but i think he did i i do think though what's interesting is like if you watch a bertolucci movie that's politi- very political i don't know conformist or something it's very erotic that's a different approach where he shows how the erotic and the political mix and he really like shows you know dominique sanda in the conformist and john louis tridigant the guy who just died recently and Steph Stefania Sandrelli, and it's you know that's a different approach to politics, and because politics a lot of times is based on who all of the properties the Nazis did and this and that. I think here he's going the other way, and what he showed is the repression is clearly like the that woman in the main woman in this movie, in United Red Army. She clearly has some fucking sexual hangup. Why is she so focused on a woman who's prettier than her? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't, I think that was his point was to show like, I'm not going to make the titillate the audience, but if the audience is savvy to it, clearly this girl, this woman, which apparently is the real story. She was like harsher on the women in the group than the men from what I read. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, she clearly, and I think that was one of the best things about the movie is it shows how these psychosexual dynamics exist in a political situation you can't get rid of them. You it's can't human. Get rid of them. It's, it's a human. human thing, and that's what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about the fact that there will always be uh, sex drive? <laughs> the, the 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 guy who gets the guy who gets killed um, for saying that at one point, how does he put it? Like somebody makes fun of him or something. 
but he says it when he's delivering a beating to another oh, guy. Yeah. Right, right. Like he's... one guy's like he's beating a guy up and he's like, and you made fun of my glasses or some shit. Yes, it's it's yes. not, it's not, it's not that, but it's something like that. Something like that, right. And then they get him, they're like, and when you were inflicting your punishment on this person who's giving a critique, you mentioned that they made that's not the revolutionary spirit either. Not you're still connected to your you know and then he gets killed he gets right. choked out with a towel it's like what the fuck i know that i think is one of the best things about this movie it doesn't state that but it shows clearly how all these psychosexual dynamics neuroses like you said earlier are clearly there and they're they're oblivious to it at least consciously you know and but you see it i mean the way she, I mean, the fact that when they said about the woman who punched herself, you know, your your arrogant nose, or haughty nose, that's the word they use, your haughty nose, your pouty lips. Why are her lips pouty? She was pretty and she was pretty good looking and she was normal. There was nothing pouty. She wasn't flirting with anybody in the group. Right. She wasn't seducing anybody there, men or women. She seemed to be having, enjoying, like doing the training for the most part in the beginning. You see her smiling. And they and that bugs them. That she it was just that she's better looking. And they said something like, you know, you're not gonna be able to use your charms on men. And then when she was tied to the post, one of the guys she was begging to go to the bathroom. Remember, can I please? And the guy yeah. walked up, dirty slut. What evidence do we have that she's a slut? None. Right. Where did that come from? Oh, oh you're Zero. giving me flashbacks to this awful. Right. This awful zero. experience I had. Right, watching that said this it movie. right there. I mean, it's zero <laughs> evidence that this woman is flirty with her comrades. I mean, that she's a slut, whatever that means, you know, for what it's worth. We're using really hard to watch. Yeah. It's really hard to watch. It's but I, 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 I think I, I just, I really do think that it's a fantastic view into humanity right yeah, that's right and I, I i don't think i could think of a better example of united red, red army than uh people who take an idea and that idea separate from their actions has value and just watching how people fuck that shit up yeah i, I couldn't like, <laughs> that says it well that's basically it <laughs> So Koji Koji Wakabatsu died in 2012. Can I read you guys the his filmography real yes. quick? Yes, definitely. Okay, yes, so please. in 1965, his first film was called Secrets Behind the Wall. Okay, it's a bit of what's behind the what? You mean like the back walls? What are you talking about? Second film, The Embryo Hunts in Secret. 1967, Vagabond of Sex. Also 1967, Violated Angels. 1969, Go, Go, Second Time Virgin. 1969 as well, Dark Story of a Japanese Rapist, which is maybe my favorite title that's ever been made, ever. <laughs> the Dark Story of a Japanese Rapist. As opposed Let's to the happy go. story of a Japanese <laughs> 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 the lighthearted tale of the Japanese rapist. Once uh, upon a time. Once a upon a time. In Japan. <laughs> and boy, did he ever love raping. Uh, 1970, Sex Jack. <laughs> 1972, Ecstasy of Angels. Mm -hmm. 
of the Angels. Uh, 1977, five-year gap. Sacred Mother Canon. That's interesting. That's not really evocative or titillating. I would, but so 1977, 13 years go by. 1990, he comes back with ready to shoot. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> he's, ready. Ready. He's, he's ready. He's ready to go after 13 years. Yeah. 1992, erotic liaisons. 1995, endless waltz. 2004, perfect education six. So that's a a, a fourth sequel. Mm. Um, and then 2008, United Red Army. So this is a guy. I will say who who literally had no i mean you said scott that he he had some of these themes in his pinku movies but Mm. this is a pretty solidly after that there was a movie called caterpillar then 11 25 the day he chose his own fate petrol hotel blue and the millennial rapture so it it, it feels more like a filmography Mm. um after that but before united red army there is uh over a dozen straight up pinku movies mm-hmm. and so then, yeah go ahead no it's and it's that it sounds like after that that this was the movie he was thinking of building up to you know i know i right. from what little i know of him he had associated with some of the he had sympathies with some of the you know that I, those ideologies, those ideas. It's interesting. That is so interesting. So he was right. he was sympathetic to what he was portraying. Yes, no, that because I this this that, felt this felt yeah. so unsympathetic. Yeah, no, I mean, but maybe by the time he made it, he had, you know, obviously a lot of time had gone by. He had reflected on. Wow. It. I am. I'm doing that. That I'm. I know. I read and I know some of the early Pinko Pinko films, like Ecstasy of Angels. And go go second. Those are the only two I saw. But they clearly were leftist. Let's put it this way, bluntly. They were, you know, generally speaking, they were very leftist oriented films critiquing Japan at the time. So is this is this a movie of a guy who has been wrestling with leftist ideology? I think it is. Yeah. And this is kind of like his summing up. And because in a way, it's a profoundly I wouldn't I wouldn't say nihilist. It's a profoundly, I don't know, negative is the right word, critical at the very least, look at that entire period, right? And 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 that I'd call it, I'd call it nihilistic and, and critical. Yeah. I use yeah, both, both those yeah, words yeah, actually. Probably both. Yeah. No, you're right. That's, that's it's a true. it's a very dark depiction. Yeah. I mean, if you if, if you were going to make a film to depict an ideology, as I said at the beginning of the show. I would show Gus this if he, if he became like, you know, no, no. hardcore communist, right? Well, this is, this is a real indictment, right? Well, also, like this is a, also like, kind of like what you were saying, Kelby. I mean, I think that maybe the related to what you were saying, the first part gives you that analysis. And I think what one thing, the thing that's interesting and maybe that just makes the movie sad is they were all very young, as we were all saying, and kind of what you were saying, you know, like it gives you that it, it it doesn't let the authorities off the hook, and it gives you a very clear indication in the first hour why they're doing what they're doing, and it's in the context of Vietnam with youth everywhere in the world who are against. 
And it just shows how those energies, well-meaning, um, it doesn't ever indict the ideas, just completely curdle and turn in on themselves. And maybe part of that is not just them or their ideology, it's very much partly that, but the fact like you can't win, and this is what happens against the forces that be. In the end, they were 24 fucking people. You know, it's ridiculous. We just get the intensity of it, but um, they never stood a chance. And maybe that's a partly, a, it's a critique of everything. It's like you had a bunch, you had all these well-meaning young people and then sexuality, neuroses, it all gets, and they just like imploded. But what else could they do? They never were going to win. Nobody won anywhere, right? right I mean, there's a there's a hopelessness within the revolution that turns into this nihilistic like right. inversion of exactly right what the thing that you're revolting against you start right. adopting into your own ideology your own idea exactly i think that's i think that's part of the intent and like what you were saying there could you imagine a movie about 56 year olds 50, let's say for anyone that old who is that, you know, energetic at that point. They us, us, just us going to, a, us going to right. that writer's retreat in New that, York. Right. I mean, exactly. And trying to start a revolution. <laughs> Me, that, you, Rob Hart, Todd Robinson. But, but like, maybe, we're going to start a revolution. Right. Maybe that's part of the, you know, he could, he, I think he critiques, the socialism and some of the specific things about communism and socialism as they're practiced specifically, and he does it in a deadly way and all the stuff we discussed, that's true. But above and beyond that, I think he's also showing without comment, that's one thing that's great about this, without moralizing, let's say, like, and that's maybe what that first hour is about. You know, they did all this, they did all that, and they tried this, and this person was there, and they, when they all die, he shows them what they did. So-and-so dead. He was one of the original people. He had been in play. He had been the one who attacked, you know, police precinct Z, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, right, right, right. And it, they never, it's ridiculous. It was a pipe dream. It, it was a quixotic quest. You're talking about how many people in a, yeah, in a very a modern, word. militarized country. They never stood a chance. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's it's and this is what it comes. This is what happens. This is partly mm-hmm. what happens. With, you know, it's kind of showing that like yeah. when you're a young person and the whole world is in front of you and you don't have very much life experience mm-hmm. behind you, you think the very good and the very true thought that the world should be better. Right. So you decide to do something right. about it. And what this movie shows is that what's going to be your biggest obstacle is not ideological. It has to do with uh, deep human impulses, mm-hmm. right? So these, these kids think, okay, I'm going to make the world better. I'm going to, you know, we have a capitalistic system. We're going to turn it communist. Everybody's going to be the same. It's going to be dope. And I think personally, that that is an idea that is so beautiful that it mm. could bring a tear to my eye. I think mm. it's I think it's fantastic to think that way, mm. right? And the, the the tragedy of this kind of thought is that it's not the ideology that's going to betray you. It's your own human nature yeah. that's going to do it. 
Right. And so it's like you were focusing on the wrong thing the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you were focusing focusing on the structure. You're right. No, you're right. You were focusing on this structure and it was you the whole time. Right. That was going to do this to yourself. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the great movies of, uh, you know, pointing out uh, human foibles and self cannibalism and, and things like that. I think United Red Army is uh, definitely up there in the top five. It's got to be a little bit bad. Yeah. Because, you know, if there's one lesson that I'd like to impart to Gus, it's like you can think these things. I don't. I'm not going to think any less of you if you <laughs> if you read Capital, and if you do, by the way, congratulations because I didn't read that shit. <laughs> if you, but if you do and you really like my brother, my brother has has read Cap. He's a professor at the University of Chicago. Right. He's a yeah. he's an extremely yeah. intelligent human being. That yeah. these are the kind of things that he believes. I respect it. I think you're right. But I think that you haven't reckoned with what people actually are. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, the, right, that's the thing. Well, you see, you're lucky because I have, you know, with Jewel, who's 16, he is very much in that. I don't understand, you know, like what's Putin? You know, he's in that idealistic phase. Yeah. I, I have, uh, you know, United Way Army for another 24 hours on rental. I don't know if I should sit down and destroy all those illusions right now. Give it to him. Give it to him. <laughs> Give it to him. God damn. I wish somebody had given it to me. I went through a, I didn't go through a, a two year communist phase. I went through like a 10 year communist. Oh, phase. I was, God. I was into it. I was, I was, I didn't read Capital because I'm lazy, but um, I never read Capital. But you don't have to, you know. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. But I, I read the theorists and I listened to the podcasts and I watched the shows and I was in there. (laughs) And it's just like where I'm at now. I wouldn't call my myself a capitalist by any stretch of the imagination, but I am. You know, I'm 35, bro. I'm realistic. Yeah. I, I, I know. I, I know. I might not know what ideology is but i know what people are right and i think i think that's a lot that that is something that this movie captures and it's Mm -hmm. that right well you just said you know ideologies but they're fighting against human they're basically dealing with human nature which but you're people you're still people you're still you're still people right and that's (laughs) that's the undoing and that, it's like and asking this, a turtle to wear a sweater. It's it's, it's, it's and, and this might is be def- cute, but right. And this, you know, in a very in a way that can be that's harsh, especially that middle section. Uh, and without comment, it lets the it lets it shows behavior. It doesn't. That's one thing I love about because that's one some of like Scorsese at his best. That's one of the things I love about him. He show in mm-hmm. this movie. It shows behavior. It doesn't comment. Yeah. On behavior. Yeah. This is one of the most commentary less movies I've ever seen. Like this movie has, has no real, the, well, I think that the movie itself is a statement, right? So I think it's commentary in that way, but watching it on a minute to minute basis, Mm -hmm. it's, it's neutral. It's, 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 it's stylistically neutral. It's ideologically neutral. It's just like, Hey, here's the, crazy that a porno director made this <laughs> right. I, mean, I get you get the sense like, like this is someone who made those kind of movies exploitation movies with political mm-hmm. 
theme was a lot of exploitation. That's when that's how they sneak in a lot of political stuff in a lot of those kind of movies. And here he's older. I guess he had a bigger budget, obviously. Good at really, really good actors. He's like, I'm gonna make a definitive, like, you know, summing up movie about something I remember, lived through, I thought about, and here it is. And that's yeah. that, that's United Red Army. Right? And, you know, yeah. That's it. yeah. Really happy that I watched this movie. It was it was a it was a trial for sure. Oh yeah, I, th- there were right. there were parts about you know an hour and a half in where I was like, "What am I doing?" And by the way, I didn't have those thoughts when watching extreme gore, rape, violence. Yeah. I was like, I, "Okay, yeah, I'm watching a movie. I, this is fun." I know. No, this that's, movie. That's, that's this movie point, challenged actually. it. It really right. challenged. I think that's a very good point, though, that seriously that you bring up because we all watch, we all like those kind of movies, you mm-hmm. know, with the exploitation movies with gore and, and rapes and violence and stuff of watching, you know. I don't watch as many as I used to, but I've seen so many over the years. And, I, you know, that's true. And mm-hmm. this, in a way, at least at a certain point, I find a lot more disturbing um, mm-hmm. because it's not, it was well, certainly not exploitive and it's about real people, not because it's based on real facts, actually. I mean, that's where it is, but it's done in such a straightforward way and it's the people are so real that you can't just, exploitation you enjoy, you're like, well, right. you know, it's over but the people time. are boring. People, people, real people are boring. And then you go to and... sleep, right. And then you go to sleep, it was over the top. This is something you're like, that's how life is actually, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, itchy the killer. Itchy the killer, which begins with a man raping a woman, and then in his come the title form. Like that movie is so fun. Itchy well, the killer is so fun to watch. Right. This movie is not. It's, it's not just fun. not fun. Well, also, I mean, it goes. I, it's you know, it's simple. It goes back to I guess partly it's just catharsis. A lot of exploitation. You get catharsis. It's fun. And you get a catharsis. Here, there is there is no catharsis. No, no, because it because it it, it's 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 worth uh, letting the listeners know that when the movie shifts from that second act into the third, where they're in the house and they're Mm. they're shooting, there's no uh, dramatic continuity between the two. None of the characters that are in that standoff are prominent. They're there. They're there in the in the second act mm-hmm. but they're not prominent figures so that uncomfortable uh torture and execution section that you mm-hmm. had to watch has if the movie ended right there it might as well have right because it you don't it, you, it you, get, you don't get anything from it i'm no. glad that it went on right like i'm glad that it that it finished but it's uh that it's right. You're get you're getting nothing. It's you're not, getting nothing. It's from not this. the wild bunch where five, seven people go out and a blaze of right. bullets and there's a beautiful catharsis dying in slow motion. Mm-hmm. There's none of that here. Blood squares. Yeah. You, you don't even you don't even really get blood. You, you just get, get like no. you just get oddly uncomfortably realistic depictions of strangling people to death. Right. And even, even <laughs> which keeps parts, happening. And even the parts where their parents are brought in to talk to them, they actually it's sometimes guilt-ridden about that. Oh my mother sounds older now. You know, they're they're like humble, small figures. Yeah. These are the people who wanted to like make a world revolution. The guy starts crying when he hears his mother on the megaphone. This right. guy was gonna like do world all out war revolution. 
His mother's like, what are you doing? Let the woman go, come out. And he starts, a tear comes down. This was the great revolutionary? That's real life. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the murderers too. That's yeah, one of the, one of the guys who's crying is one of the people who's been doing the killing. Right. So it's like it's like the illusion breaks for him, and right. I think that that is a beautiful way to sum up what the whole movie is doing. Right, yeah. the whole movie is just you know you're that mother. Yeah. Throughout this whole thing, He's a real what mother. are you? What are you doing? I'm are you 65 doing? years old. What the what the fuck are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? I sent you to a good school. She doesn't say that nobody, but that's you can hear what's especially. I think that might. Parents. It's Any pretty close to a line in the movie, though. It's pretty close to a line in the movie. It's pretty close to a line in that movie. She says something like, "Right." She's like, "You went, you went to blah 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 blah." Like, what are you doing? What are you you... doing? Right? Because they're all make a point. They're all they seem anyway. They'll all be like middle class, well educated kids. You know, young people, whatever. None of them seem to come from the gutter. They're all articulate. They all read, and their parents must be horrified. And I guess yeah. it's a pair. Like, imagine Gus, like, one day, like, took people. That probably would be your reaction. What the fuck are you doing, Gus? Oh, would... no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we wouldn't be having that. No. I'd, I would be going in there myself. I'd be like, put a helmet <laughs> on go. me. Right. Like, no, we we'll are not like, <laughs> dragging you out by the ear. Right. Because you, you, are, you are not doing this bullshit. No, no, that, right. Exactly. No, that's where the movie is. It, it's not a, it's not in that sense of romanticized, glorified. There are no hero. It's just, you know, it's, it's one of the all time. You're watching it from the perspective of the parents, right? Like right. You, you're, you're the parents in this, in this whole movie. That's why they keep showing you the age of these people. I know. Because if, if, if you're of a certain age, then. You know, if you're watching this movie at 18, then 21, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, whatever. Maybe that's possible. If yeah. if you're 35 or almost 60, you're like, <laughs> no. oh, okay, so so babies are doing this, like, right, right. <laughs> literally, virtually, literally, tiny babies. retarded babies are doing I know. this. They yeah. haven't even had a chance to like get slapped around by life or had a full time job yet, and they're doing. You've it, got right? to. You've got to. Yeah, your ideology has to butt up against reality. Right. And you have yeah. to live a little bit. Right. And you have to get you. Can you get smacked? I've been, bro. I I get smacked around by capitalism every single day. <laughs> so I'm, I'm 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 no big fan. I'm no big fan of getting a bill from my government that is currently doing God knows what in who knows where a bill for $800 because I, <laughs> right. I just, I owe them money for taxes. Right. I don't like that. Right. I don't like that, but you get to be like 35. You've done it about 15, 16 times. <laughs> right. You're like, right. Well, okay. Well, I guess this is where I'm at. Right. So. No, no, I mean, no, I think, I think Kelvin, you nailed it as far as like the young people aspect. Um, you know, none of these people, it's not, they're all young. Like, Sort of what you're saying, David, too. Like, you know, yeah, all right, I got to pay the government, but I got my kid. I have my wife. I have a few companies. That doesn't mean I'm a corrupt, fat, decadent slob. It just means I have a few comforts. Like the girl who punched herself was like, she didn't want to give up her ring because her mother gave it to her. It was important. Does that mean she's totally decadent and corrupt and, and bourgeois? Oh, she likes the ring because her mother gave it to her. And that's when you get older, you appreciate things like that more. Yeah, I got to pay the government again, but, you know, 
I yeah, the ring it. thing was really strong for me because if somebody yeah. told me to throw my ring away, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Right. No, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. for Father's Day, this past Father's Day, so very recently, Jewel gave, gave me a little, uh, like a little painting, which is on my dresser. Very simple, you know, it's a nice painting. It's very small in a frame. So it's, it's a nice painting. It's pretty. It's, it's attractive. But obviously, I invest more in it because he gave it. To, so someone right. was like, you're going to take, I mean, I wouldn't like, they shoot me, I won't give up the painting. But I'd be like, no, I want to keep the paining. Does that mean throw it away? Are you a fucking are you a bourgeois? Right. Go one percent. You know, that doesn't mean I believe, you know, everyone you know, that, that I just want to keep the painting because it has some sentimental value, emotional value. And Kelby's talked about this before, actually, which is really interesting. And this might be deeper than the scope of the podcast that we're doing right now, but Kelby has talked often to me. Mm-hmm. about things that you just kind of die for. And I think that's really interesting. I think that it like the immediate reaction when you hear that is that it's kind of overdramatic. Mm. But uh, to me, I think it has a lot of beauty of there being some things like Jules painting or my wedding ring mm-hmm. or, you know, like what are the things when, when these, you know, hypothetical reactionary good, yeah, yeah. psychos come in and say like you get rid of that <laughs> right. or you die. or you die like what are the things where you're like no i die i'm good and wow. kelby i think has like a really cool perspective on it where he's like nah yeah there's just some things that you know it's like getting hit by a car right mm. it's like sometimes things outside of your outside of the scope of your control happen and you just gotta go yeah that's it that's interesting to me right that is a good but like on boiled down to the context of like the ring or the painting yeah it's like what do you do where they're like no well i guess if you scott if you have to keep the painting that's fine but you're not fit for the revolution (laughs) and scott has to be like uh <laughs> no, I know, guess I'm not. I got. I guess I'm not fit for the funny. revolution. No, there was. I remember one line from the movie. The book is even better, but Kiss of the Spider Woman. The book was by Manuel Puig. Mm-hmm. It's a really good book, but the movie was an excellent adaptation. With William Hurt and Raul Julia, and these, you know, it's a, a gay guy. It's a great a, movie. Yeah, it's a. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So in the jail cell, I forgot. The, I mean, I saw it years ago. The last time I saw it, but. At some point, Raul Julia says something basically along these lines of, you know, he don't you you're not you shouldn't eat an avocado because it's an anti it's too luxurious it's a rich luscious thing to eat something like that and it's like an anti revolutionary thing to do but and William Hurt is like what kind of a revolution wouldn't allow you to eat an avocado mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and that's right. that's that's basically what it, you know. Yes, I could. That's something that people should really think about. Where does your ideology butt up against the the basic, at best, eighty year experience of being human? Right. Right. Yeah. And if it and if it butts up too hard against that, at best, eighty year experience, you're not gonna. You 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 have no revolution. That's not it, right. Or it's just a like, repressive. It's United Ren Army in some sense. In some more, in some sense, right? It's the middle section. All ideologies are suspect until you can account for how do I live my life 
peacefully and happily, right? right. <laughs> yeah, right, for the most, the, as, as much as that's possible, right? The I revolution mean, is really an internal revolution. You know, that whole fight club thing, our war is a spiritual war, right? But that's true. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you can't really have an ideology until uh, you can you're able to put your humanity above it. Right. Because you ask people with this kind of revolution, like, okay, so what is the future? Mm. What do you see? Like, well, I see a revolution of the proletariat where, you know, and it's like, okay, so but wait, well, what does that, what does that like? mean? And then right. it just, it just stops like right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what does that mean when I wake up in the morning? And like, I'm going to wake up at 6.30, like clockwork, with Gus, who's, who's going to kick me in the face. He kicked me in the balls this morning. It really hurt. Like, it's like, how did you even do that? Like, how do you know that that's my soft spot, right? <laughs> but like, um, how do I wake up in the morning, you know, with my wife, with my son, and do the things that we have to do like in the context of your revolution right how does that how does that work right right, right. And, and a lot of these people bro they can't answer that question they can't answer that and i i think that's another thing that this movie brought out well in that middle section because mm -hmm. the two leaders are spouting all of these basic slogans basically slogans you know you have to purify yourself for the revolution all right. and you're like what right. are you you're in a hut. It's what makes them so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's what makes them so gross. Right? I know. Is what are you like talking the, about? <laughs> they're, they're 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 sloganeering to you know. It's the sloganeering yeah. to the walls. I mean, what are you yeah. talking about? And you're gonna kill somebody over a slogan? I mean, they're you know, they're they're literally bouncing their slogans off walls. I mean, and killing people over that, which is a you know, kind of what I said, which is a very condensed and extreme version of sort of what you're saying, David, like you see it on Twitter and social media in the real world. Mm -hmm. It's usually, it's not that extreme, obviously, you know, in real life, thank goodness, as in this movie. But that's like a, an extremely heightened version of what is what real life is like for many, in many ways. What is revolution of the proletariat about? Then someone starts sloganeering. It might be on Twitter. We're not going to die over it. But it's the same principle in certain ways. Mm -hmm. It's not as deadly, you know. The consequences aren't as right, bad. right. But um, but at the same time, it's also completely dysfunctional. It's yeah, like it just right. it, it does it doesn't work. So like, was this? Did... Except they were functional only against their own comrades. But it was totally dysfunctional. They didn't change anything. They didn't. It was totally right. dysfunctional in the grand scheme of things. The like yeah, thing what is what does your ideology mean for me? Uh, you know, drinking tea in the morning <laughs> and watering my plants. You're right. What does that, that have to a, do with That is a me? profoundly bourgeois act to water your plants. You know, to it, water, why do you have plants? What's, what's, like, what's the deal? I know. I like, mean, like, I'm already doomed because I got a couple of beautiful, very nice plants on my uh, fire escape here in my place. Oh, here. dude, I've got some beautiful plants out here, dude. I've got some, I've got some little guys who only like to show themselves between four and eight it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a yeah, very right I, you, I, know. I mean but like you know you, you bring that up and they're like Whoa. but what does that have to do with the blah 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 
the yeah. fuck do I care? I don't like, care. What, like, well, maybe, maybe that's part of the crux. Revolutions or revolutionary movements have to give. They they don't have enough space, and they should have space for harmless pleasure. You know, at the very Dude, least, I'm telling you, if communism. At the I'm very least, you, they should have space for that. If communists and socialists just hired people like us to be <laughs> to be the the social liaisons for the right. revolution, for the revolution, that will be our job. They, they, they would succeed. They would succeed because <laughs> our whole job would be to take situations uh, like we see in this movie, be like, okay, so how do we translate this into <laughs> into English? Right. I, that, that is, I just agree. get a translator. I Socialism. I fixed your problem. We fixed just get problem. a fucking trip. Just get a translator. Just We're advertising like, our services right now. Social liaisons to the revolution. <laughs> 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 the, most, yeah. the most capitalist idea we've had. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we 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 charge a hundred and seventy. We charge, yeah, we charge by the hour, of course. You know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But still, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's but it's good. Well, Scott, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, this was, a, yeah, this, was this is a great episode. This is a lot of fun. Um, I think that we have definitively put the final nail in the coffin of communism. <laughs> No, just kidding. Um, if we did that, we really did something. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. no we just we we're 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 all guys, and I think I could include Kelby in this, who who, who largely sympathize with this. With the idea, you, yeah. With the ideas, but like, but until you fix the human element, then yeah, yeah. That's it. What do you have? You you just got people. Punching each other in the face. Punching in the face. <laughs> that, that, that's it. You said it well. I know. Yeah. Um, but we would all recommend, right? right? All of us, anyone listening to this podcast. No, watch, watch, watch United Red Army. Watch United Red sure. Army. Really. Yeah, watch United to. Red Army. Yeah. It's, it's on required Amazon, watching. $3 or whatever <laughs> you can rent it. Watch United the Red $3 Army. The $3 is a, is a self critique. Like while you're watching it, like this whole thing, it does <laughs> function as a. It's harsh. It does function as a self critique. Yeah, yeah really. it kind of does. That's a good. That's a really good point. The whole movie is just a one big self critique. But yeah, everybody go watch United Red Army. Rest in peace to Koji Wakamatsu. Yes, uh, Ten years dead now, but you know. You made some good ones. So. Made some good ones, yeah. and at least one great one with this one. One of the great yeah. Japanese films, definitely great film. Absolutely. All, All right. right, Scott. Thanks, man. Thank you. This is great. Yeah. Always a pleasure. <laughs>